Amen. Children can be dismissed for Children's Church. We're reading in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, beginning at verse 1 through verse 16. Now, as I was thinking of Memorial Day and the um, celebration that we have in, in honor of those who have died and served their country and in the military and those who have died in the line of fire, line of um, duty, I thought of Hebrews chapter 11 in the sense of how that these individuals have given their life in their line of service to God and have lived their life by faith. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So to those who are, you know, as we watch the History Channel and all those things about creation and how molecules and dirt got stuck together and formed bodies, and no. God says <laughs> that it came together, that which was created was created from that which did not exist. It didn't exist. His word brought it into being. That's enough. Verse 4. <laughs> By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one, of one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear he built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become the father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as, a, as, God, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the thing promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admired, excuse me, and they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had the opportunity to return. Instead, 
They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Memorial Day is a day of remembrance. And I thought I would read this. Uh, some may not understand or remember or know what Memorial Day, how it came about. And so I wanted to talk about this for a minute, Memorial Day. Originally called, instead of Memorial Day, what was it originally called? Decoration Day. Decoration Day. You know, I always remember going to the cemetery, you know, uh, for our family, and uh, we would always go on Decoration Day. And uh, we were there yesterday, my brother called, and we went up to put flowers on my mom and dad's grave. But my dad would go to this same cemetery with a horse and wagon and uh, when he was a child and put uh, flowers on the graves there at this Frostburg Cemetery. So, and he would always, when we would go, we'd call it Decoration Day. So from, all, from the early traditions of decorating graves with flowers, wreaths, and flags, Memorial Day is a day of remembrance of those who have died in service of our country. It was first widely observed on May 30th, 1868, to commemorate the sacrifice of Civil War soldiers. By proclamation of General John A. Logan the, of the uh, Grand Army of the Republic, an organization formed former Union, excuse me, an organization of former Union sailors and soldiers. During that first national celebration from, from Union General and sitting Ohio Congressman James Garfield made a speech at Arlington Cemetery after which 5,000 participants helped to decorate the graves of more than 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers who were buried there. This event was inspired by local observances of the day that had taken place in several towns throughout America. In the three years after the Civil War, in 1873, New York was the first state to designate Memorial Day as a legal holiday. By the late 1800s, more than, more, many more cities and communities observed Memorial Day, and several states had declared it a legal holiday. After World War I, it became an occasion for honoring those who had died in all of American wars, and then more widely established as a national holiday throughout the United States. Memorial Day is a celebration at Arlington National Cemetery each year with a ceremony in which the small American flag is placed on each grave. Traditionally, the president or vice president lays a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldiers. About 5,000 people attend the, the ceremony annually. So when you think of Memorial Day or Decoration Day, it is a day of honoring our soldiers and, and those who have <laughs> pledged the ultimate sacrifice of their life for their country. So when I was thinking of this, I was thinking of Hebrews chapter 11 and how that we have those who have ultimately sacrificed their life, their, their lives, not necessarily in death, but in going forth and living out their faith. So they have sacrificed their life by hearing God's voice, hearing God's command, and, re and responding to it. So in this Hebrews chapter uh, 11, we have an outstanding list of individuals who demonstrated their faith by 
going and responding to what God had given them or God had called them. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, two words describe faith. There are two words that describe faith. Faith is sure and certain. Faith is sure and certain. So if you want a title for the message today, faith, sure and certain. So you're going to remember, everybody say sure. sure. You know, preacher's going to be done on, on time. Sure. No, not that sure. <laughs> sure and certain. So that's sure, sure, and certain. Sure and certain is uh, the definition of faith. And so um, sure is a certain that this is the beginning place of faith. The beginning point of faith is believing in God's character. That's why it's very important that we know the character whom we are believing in. And the character of God is portrayed to us in, in the life of Jesus Christ, in his, in his life, his teachings, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension. We find the, the character of God. So meaning that he is who he says he is. Sure, this is an understanding of God is who he says he is. God is, is a sure thing. <laughs> Just had the preakness this week, right? Wasn't it this week? Last week. Last week was the preakness. I don't know horse racing, but uh, <laughs> the preakness was last week, and a sure thing was one of the horses. And today you have the Indianapolis 500, and you have, oh, that's tomorrow, something today or tomorrow. Indianapolis 500, and there's another race. Yeah, NASCAR race, but there's another one at the same time going on. So if you want to bet on a sure thing, <laughs> don't bet. Uh, so a sure thing is it is certain. And God is certain. Faith has a certainty, or excuse me, has a sure thing. Faith is a sure thing because God is who he says he is. Sure. Second is certain. And this is the end, the beginning point of faith is sure, God is who he says he is, and, and certain, the ending point is he will do what he says he will do. So the character of God will accomplish what he says he will do. And this is what faith is. We believe that God will fulfill his promises even though we don't see these promises materialize we know we have a sure and certainty in our life that God, his character, is who he says he is and he will do what he, will say, what he says he will do. Verse 2 um, the, talks about how that there is, their, their faith was sure and certain. And what does it have here in verse 2? It says, this is what the ancients were commended for. They were commended for their surety. God is who he says he is. In certainty, he will do what he says he will do. So God called, verse 3 talks about God calling the universe into existence by nothing. There was nothing there and he spoke it and it came into existence. The universe formed at God's command. His word brought forth the universe. It was not seen and then it was. It is. So, 
I, I put it at the top of the page so I might remember this, but it um, doesn't kind of... We have some really funny beliefs. Funny not in as in ho-ho, but like, how did you come up with that one? Well, this morning, you know, I always have a story from, from breakfast, <laughs> you know, two or three of them. And uh, uh, I, I, I remember, uh, well, this, this individual that I heard him say this morning, you know, and I laughed like hell, you know. And I, thought, I almost turned around and said, there's no laughter in hell. <laughs> you know, there's no laughter in hell. How can you laugh like that when there is no laughter? How did you come up with that idea? You know, and the, it's like there's no surety in that and there's no certainty in that. There is no joy in hell. <laughs> there is no joy in hell. And the idea is that we, we, we say many things that they're, they're not connected to truth. People say lots of things and they are not certainties and they are not truths. Okay, so when, you know, when people, when I, when I hear, when people are around me, like even at the hospital and stuff, and they would say things that I, you know, it's like swearing and things, you know, take the name of Jesus in vain. I just say, I, I know that guy. Do you know him? It's nice that you can pray. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not praying. Oh, well, you should. Well, thank you. But you go on, you know. You just take what is given and you don't preach. Well, you know, I'm too, I'm too spiritual for, to hear words like that. Well, guess what you're going to hear? <laughs> you know, guess what they're going to be saying around you? But the idea is that we bring the righteousness. We have a surety and we have a certainty about who we believe and what he will do. We are sure and we are certain. And that is the foundation for everything that takes place with the list of characters here in, verse, in chapter 11. So, his word has awesome power. You see, when people take the name of God and attach it to wrong things, the character of God and attach it to wrong things, when people have lies, myths, mistruths, <laughs> there's no mistruths, that they, they, have, they have assumed something that is evil or is wrong and attached God to it. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Hello, not in the book. <laughs> it's not in there. But people say these things as if they were true and that if you take a bath, you're, you're just like God. Hello. It's sure and certainty is the character of God is such that he loves you more than you could ever know. No. And that he loves all of us the same. Even the guy on death row, who, death row who hates God, God loves him, her. Because it's impossible for his character not to love. We're the ones who put up the barriers. No, thank you. Don't want that. Don't believe that. Don't, you know, don't disturb. Do not disturb, God. You know, that's our sign to him. And God is the same love poured out to us, and he wants us to open our hearts. It is the character of God is, is, is such that what he says is sure and certain. So, the following list is an outstanding group of individuals who were so convinced about God, the character of God, that they acted 
on the word of God presented to them by faith. They knew the character and they knew the word and they acted on it. And there was nothing, Abraham, there was nothing there. There was no writings, there was no historical evidence for God, but there was a voice that he heard and then he didn't hear it for years again. Go, okay, Abraham, Abram, stop. This is it. Oh, good. You're going to be descendants, many children, many nations. Yes. <laughs> no. Are you going to come back again and tell me any more? But the character of God was such that he could believe. So they lived by faith in God's word and the word that was spoken to them. They lived in faith believing that God would accomplish what he said to them. We read the promises of God. God speaks those promises to our lives, to the needs that we have. What need do you have? You know? <laughs> Sometimes we say God doesn't provide for us. Well, what, what, are, you, what are you praying for? Well, I didn't pray about it. I just kind of wished it would happen. <laughs> well, no, it's... What does God want you to do? So you see that Abraham, well, and then verse 5. We're talking about Enoch first. Enoch was so confident, so sure and certain of his relationship with God. He conversed with God. He was friends with God. He was so completely enthralled with God, the summary of his life. Okay, if there were a tombstone and there were a saying on the tombstone, but there is no tombstone because he just kind of walked into heaven. And what would have been written about his life is written about his life. He was commended. He was highly praised as one who pleased God. Enoch, if we would say, now there goes a man who, is, who highly pleases God. He is a man that highly pleases God. So much so that he would go for walks with God. Enoch was kind of like, he was, he, was, he was what the Garden of Eden was supposed to be. When God came down and walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day in the Garden of Eden, that's what we were created for. We were created to have a little walk with God. Now you say, oh, you're talking to God to think you're nuts. <laughs> you know, you're not, too, you're not wrapped too tight because you talk to God. Does he listen? Uh, does he understand? Um, what does he say? Well, his word is written, and he speaks this written word, promises, and, and the still small voice, the power of the Spirit, speak to us. So Enoch was sure and certain of his relationship with God. God is who he, who he says he is, and God will do what he says he will do. And he, you know, we don't have any big miracles listed about Enoch. We don't have him raising the dead and walking through the, you know, parting the sea and feeding 5,000 and healing the lame. We don't have anything of that written about Enoch. All we have written about Enoch is God is a sure thing. Everything in my life is surrounding God, and it's a sure thing. 
no matter the difficulties, no matter the problems, no matter how bad it gets, the character of God is such, I can trust him with everything, and what he says to me in my spirit, he will do. (laughs) If I ask you a question, but I am going to ask you a question. (laughs) Can you write a list of your friends? Make a list of your friends. Top four. (laughs) Top four, top three. Top two. (laughs) Best friend. (laughs) Narrowed it down to just one. (laughs) You know, some of us ain't too popular. (laughs) No, just... But the idea is, who's your, who's your best friend? And in this case, God is number one. And in each of our cases, can we, in each of our lives, God is my best friend. God is my best friend. Do you notice at the end, I'm not done yet, but at the end, God is not ashamed to be called their God. They're not my friends. What, what, we would say that about some people. You know, I, I, I know them, but they're just acquaintances. They're not my friends. Why? Because we are ashamed to say they're our best friend. <laughs> well, they're, they're a friend of mine, but Jesus is saying to us through the word, that God is saying to us, he is not ashamed to call you his friend. And in this relationship, this friendship that Enoch has with God, he is, God is his best friend. And one day, Enoch, who has been so straightforward with his life and so, you know, encompassing of his life with God and God with his life, that was almost impossible for Enoch to see anything in his life that wasn't God and that what he had was a gift from God and and the blessings he had in his life were from God. His friendship that he had was with God and God was his friend. And one day God says, hey, Enoch, let's take a walk. He says, sure, Enoch, let's take a walk. You know, you've shown me your world and what I have done for you. Come with me. I want to show you mine. (laughs) That's the type of friendship that he had. Let's take a stroll. And that's exactly what happened. Enoch had so trusted God with his life that one day he just walks right on into heaven. (laughs) Imagine going for a walk with God. You do it every day. Do you, you know, I mow grass. Me and God are driving. Sometimes I miss, but he does. You know, you know. God and I are taking a, a ride. God and I are taking a walk. God and I are at work. God and I are at school. God and I, he's my friend. He's with me everywhere I go. My best friend. And he doesn't think anything bad about me. He doesn't have one negative thought about me. He always is presenting truth and love and and how that I can continue to grow and to develop and become better. And then we go on. Enoch was certain, and then we have Noah. (laughs) Now, there's a guy who's nuts. He builds an ark. (laughs) Why? An ark. He's building a boat where there's no water. (laughs) Hello. He ain't got too many brights. 
And he can't even tow it to where he wants it to go. (laughs) You know, he builds a boat where there's no water and there's been no rain. Why? He is sure of the character of God, that God is who he says he is, and he is certain that God will do what he says he will do. Noah, it's going to rain. Build an ark. Okay. Let's get started. Now, how many years does it take to build a super ship? (laughs) I mean, how many years does it take to build one of those huge ocean liners? And how many thousands of people are involved in the process? He's got three guys, he and his two sons. They are on an endless task of building and building and building. I mean, this takes years to do. It wasn't built by aliens. <laughs> That's, you, watch the, you, know, you watch the History Channel, whatever, Aliens built the ark. <laughs> Aliens built the ark. You know? well, then, then they come on and say, well, the ark couldn't float. And then they come on and say, three people couldn't do it. And you see, when we are certain of something, we will act upon it. It is a sure thing. Our sure things happen in 30 seconds or less. <laughs> you know, it's a sure thing. Well, it didn't happen yet. Well, it must not going to be happening. It's not a sure thing. So, Noah was sure and certain of the character of God. He is who he says he is. He's the creator of this place, and he wants me to build, a bar- he wants me to build an ark. Verse 9, or verse 8, excuse me, by faith, Abraham, by faith, by a sure and certain Abraham, being sure and certain, left his home to go to a place that I'll tell you when you get there. He was sure that God is who he says he is, and he was certain that God will do what he says he will do. (laughs) You mean I'm going to find a land that's for my descendants? I don't have any kids yet, but you're you're going to have a child, and... Your descendants are going to be as great as the sands of the sea. Seashore. <laughs> it's hard for us to trust God when, 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 uh, when certain things are supposed to happen and uh, we, don't <laughs> we don't see them. Must not going to be happening. But to leave and go to not where, know where you're going sounds like some of our friends. <laughs> but uh, where are you going? I don't know. Well, how are you going to know when you get there? I don't know, but I'm sure I'll find out. Well, Abraham was sure and certain of God's call, God's word, God's promise, and God's provision, and he was on his way. And God changed his name from Abraham to Abraham while he didn't even have a child. Sure and certain. The lesson of sure and certain is a lesson of faith key to all of our life that we have faith in God. The character of God is such He is love. He is provision. He is strength. He is friendship. He is help. He can 
bring something out of nothing and, and bring it into, and we are sure and certain that he, his word, when he speaks it to our life, will accomplish exactly what he said he would do, whether it takes 10 seconds or 100 years, he can do it. We'll do it. We are certain. God desires dependence. God desires trust. And he desires that we have faith in him. Not, not faith in our ability to make him happy. God does not put in us that we have the ability to make him happen, but that God will give us his divine provision. Giving honor to those who by faith were sure that God is who he says he is and certain that God will do what he says he will do. Verse 13 is the clincher. Okay? All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Faith is so sure and certain, we can see it. But in this case, they could see it, but in their lifetime, it wouldn't happen. Wow. That's faith. And whenever we have our lives, verse 15 if they were looking for a land that they could see, they could have returned to where they came from. But God doesn't want us going back to where we came from. God has a purpose for our life ahead of us. Sure and certain, God has a life for us. There's a time and there's a place for us. There's a time, there's a place, and our faith is a way of seeing it before it comes. And God doesn't want us going backwards. He wants us going onward to our life. In verse 16, instead, they were looking for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to, call, to be called their God. God is not ashamed. Whenever we say that God has a plan and a purpose and his word and his character are sure, and he's not afraid. You know what? God says, you, you know, you ever like to hear what people say? Good things people say. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, that, thank you. Thank you for that compliment. God is saying of us, they're my child. A proud parent. <laughs> they are my son. Because they know my character and they know my word. So we will take courage from these heroes of faith who lived and died without seeing their promises. Yet they continued to believe. They were sure God is who he says he is, and they are certain he will do what he says he will do. And the list goes on to Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses, <laughs> the plagues in Egypt and the people being set free and going through the Red Sea. There's Rahab at Jericho and there's Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephna and David. All were commended for their faith our life. Sure and certain of God and certain that he will do what he says he will do. And in our life, God has a promise 
we have a glimmer of hope of what's out there. He puts that in our heart. He births, he births it in us what we shall become, what we can do. We're not there yet, but he will take us there step by step, purpose by purpose, situation by situation. Setbacks are just opportunities for advances. And our advances are for opportunities for God's blessing. And God's setbacks are opportunities for his blessing and his power to become more real and just as real in our life as it was in Abraham, in Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. Same God, same word spoken to your life. I have faith. I am sure and I am I am sure God is who he says he is and I am certain he will do what he says he will do. That's faith. Shall we stand? <laughs> so what do we go home with? We go home with faith and our faith is Sure, and our faith is certain that God is who he says he is and he will do what he says he will do. And that glimmer of hope, that, that thing that's birthed in your mind that God will do for you, that God will accomplish in your life, that he will make, he will perform, he will do in us, and that we see it out there, that's exactly, that's exactly Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, that's us. <laughs> dream. Allow God to be the inspirer of your dream. And then allow God, his character, his promise, to make it happen. He, didn't, he doesn't want you to do it. He wants you to allow him to work through you to do it. Amen? So we have faith. Father, thank you for the faith that you give us. God, it is a gift from you. You give to all of us liberally, Lord, faith and wisdom. You give it to us. So, Lord, we ask for more faith. We ask for a greater certainty, a greater understanding, a greater surety, Lord, of what you are. We ask your blessing and your guidance for us in our lives. And all who believe that, say amen. amen. And just kind of scream at the top of your lungs. Yes!